welcome to the Find That Thing podcast, where we find that thing that lights your soul on fire, that thing that you were made for in this world and that just drives you from the inside out and brings you to life. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a purpose coach, mama, nature loving, stubbornly optimistic, dorky child at heart. Here you can expect juicy mindset bites, stories, silliness and seriousness and everything in between. One thing I do promise is to make you smile. I'm here to give you permission to own your true purpose, to do what you truly want to do in this world and be the person that you were before the world told you who you should be. Because it's never been so easy than right now to do what makes your soul shine. So let's soak up some of that awesomeness that this world has to offer and help you find that thing that sets your soul on fire and bring it to life. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am feeling once again so happy and overjoyed to be able to share some A's to your cues. We're going to do another three today as part of the How to Start a Biz podcast series. This is number two of three. And these are all the magical tips, insights and advice from yours truly on how to expand your impact in your business, how to expand your income in your business and how to expand your inner self to make this desired impact and income seamless, easy, possible, automatic and aligned. I'm so excited to share these with you. And we've got three questions. The first one that I am, oh, look, I don't want to play favorites, but I'm going to say this is one of my favorites to answer because it is, is it, it is exactly my whole methodology behind how to start a business, why to start a business, and in what area you should start a business or what sort of area is going to work for you long term because it's that which is aligned with who you are at the deepest core of your being, your purpose, yourself, your true authentic path and purpose. So the question that I had was from a beautiful lady who is thinking about starting a business And is maybe feeling a little bit torn in a couple of directions as to which direction, yeah, she wants to go in. And so she asked the question, how do I find the perfect fit for a business for me? And so (laughs) there's two parts to this question or two um, parts to this answer. And the first one that I would say is, and this is probably going to be obvious, you probably hear me saying this already, is there's no such thing as a perfect fit. There's no such thing as a perfect fit, but there will be some businesses that fit better than others. And part of that fit piece will be about checking in with yourself and tuning into yourself about what feels good, what feels fun, what feels expansive, what feels easy, what feels like joy, like what actually just feels like something that you just want to do 
every day just because it's so bloody goddamn fun and knowing that you don't have to play by anyone else's rules in how you create your business. If you wanted to do a mix of two different types of businesses and have those two businesses gel together, you can totally do that because you you are the master of your business. You get to create it the way that you want to. There are no rules. I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is that you get to be like ultimately so creative. You get to design it. If you want to combine a Pilates business with a life coaching business, if you wanted to do a meditation business and a business coaching business, you could, God, I've said the word business a lot of times. Um, (laughs) You get to do that. You get to make it work. You get to choose that it's going to be fun, that it's going to be easy, that it's going to be joyful, that it's going to be a, a process of being able to serve and give in a way that nourishes your clients as well as nourishes yourself. So just remember, there's no such thing as perfect. There is going to be a fit that feels better for you and that you get to design it. You get to make it. As long as you feel like you are getting filled up from the inside in how you deliver your work and filling your clients up with joy and purpose and all the good things, that's that's all you need. That's all you want. And you get to experiment. You get to play. You get to practice. You get to fall over. You get to succeed. You get to try out different things and you get to see what works and what feels okay. Like what feels better and what feels kind of tight and constrictive, right? So this is the, the process or the practice of trusting your intuition, trusting that inner guidance So first of all, hearing the inner guidance about what's right for you and then trusting it. Two two very important steps. The first one, hearing the guidance. Sometimes that in itself can be tricky, but we can can really build and, and strengthen that muscle. And one of the ways that I like to check in with my intuition is just asking the question, what feels lighter and what feels tighter? So if I ask the question, okay, I want to go out and I want to um, start a consulting business, does that feel tighter in my heart or does that feel lighter? So if I was to say that, it'd feel a little bit tighter for me because it's not 100% aligned to what I want to do long term. I don't want to start a consulting business. I want to start or I I am living a, a coaching business because that's more true to me and what I believe is really powerful in other people's lives. So you can check in with these little questions and just ask what feels lighter and expansive and easy and joyful and what feels tighter and more constrictive when I ask the question to myself and you can sort of meditate on it or you can just tune in with your body. The second part is I was going to say I've actually got 10 questions that will really help you start to get a sense of whether A, starting a business is for you and B, whether you're on the right track with that particular business idea and whether it's going to work for you long term, knowing that we don't we don't know the the full future, but we can get a sense of what's going to kind of give us a sense of fulfillment and long term excitement and joy. Right. So I'm going to throw these 10 questions to you and I would encourage yourself just to answer 
what or see what sort of pops up in your head intuitively without thinking about it too long and hard and maybe just doing like a little mental checklist in your head as to whether you agree or you don't agree with it okay cool question number one when thinking about it it being this particular business idea so when thinking about it your 10 year old self would have had a blast doing it agree or disagree People have always said you'd be great at it. People have always said you'd be great at it. This is where you're sort of checking in with what you feel like your natural strengths are. Agree or disagree? You find yourself talking about it any chance you get or at least wanting to talk about it but trying to hold yourself back. (laughs) Agree or disagree? You get energized doing or just thinking about it agree or disagree it's not about the money however the money is a pretty pretty awesome outcome (laughs) a pretty pretty awesome result of doing the work so it's not about the money it's not your core soul drive behind it however you're pretty happy about the money being a great benefit and result of it. Agree or disagree? You have a real sense of clarity about it and what you'd want to do with it. Agree or disagree? The thought of doing it for the next 10 to 20 years doesn't scare you. <laughs> this is sometimes a really, really good clarifier for people because if people ask this question when they're, say, in a job that is definitely not nourishing their soul, the thought of doing it for the next 10 to 20 years just feels like tightness in your chest. Like you're just like, oh my God, not get me out of here. Whereas if you know that you're on the path of something that feels really fun and exciting, thinking that you might be doing it for the next 10 to 20 years feels really fun and exciting, right? So agree or disagree? While your fear and doubt about starting or doing this thing is high, your drive and excitement to at least give it a go feels greater. I'm going to say that again. So while your fear and doubt about starting this thing might be quite high, you feel like your drive and excitement to at least give it a go is greater. Agree or disagree? Next one. You know, you know that no one is born an entrepreneur or a business owner. That entrepreneurs or business owners are made You know that no one is born an entrepreneur or a business owner. That entrepreneurs or business owners are made. Agree or disagree? You know that it, whatever that it thing is, you know that it is so needed in the world and it could help so many people. 
agree or disagree. You know that you could make money out of it. You know that you could make money out of it. Agree or disagree? They're the 10 magic questions. And if you had majority agrees or, gosh, if you had like nine or even 10 out of 10 agrees, I would say you bloody need to give that thing a go. You need to at least give it a crack and or at least, you know, explore what direction it might go in, because maybe it's not a business. Maybe it's maybe it's something else. Maybe it's joining someone who's doing a very similar thing to you. But if you got almost 10 out of 10 agrees there, then I would say whatever that business idea that you're thinking about doing is bloody give it a crack give it a go, try and take action, some sort of action sooner rather than later because our minds have this cheeky little way of liking to overthink things and talk us out of our biggest dreams and goals. So one of my favorite things to do is to integrate the, the mantra of act before you think, <laughs> act before you think, right? So don't let that cheeky little mind come in and sabotage things just act before you think. So take that inspired action while you're feeling inspired. Get something going before you can talk yourself out of it. So that's my A to your Q on how to find the perfect fit for your business or what I'm going to change to how to find a great fit for a business that really works for you. Next question. So I'm going to answer the question of how to get back in alignment with your business or your business idea or your purpose work when you're feeling a bit funky, when you're feeling a bit out of sorts. And look, let's be honest, we all bloody get there. Gosh, that happens to me all too often, all too often, particularly when I've got all the things going on and all the kids and breastfeeding hormones and everything else, just being a woman sometimes, right, right. Give me, a, um, give me an amen if you've ever felt all the feels and you can get yourself in a bit of a funk, a bit of a downer, and you can kind of get a bit overthinky and the mind gets a bit active or you get a bit fearful or anxious or whatever it is. Let's just put it out there that that happens and it's going to happen to absolutely everyone. The key is not letting yourself stay in this state for too long, but when you are in it, giving yourself acceptance and giving yourself permission to feel the feels for a little while because, you know, that's why we have the feels, right? Like they're sending us some messages that something's not right, something's a bit off, something needs to maybe be addressed or talked about or maybe we need to go and talk to someone or we need to give ourselves some time. So, you know, tuning in with yourself and giving yourself permission to feel the feels but not letting yourself stay in that state for too long because that's when we can kind of get that feeling of stuckness, right? And that's when we start to procrastinate. We start to doubt whether we were even meant to be in business, whether we were meant to start this thing, whether we're meant to do anything. You know, sometimes that voice of self-doubt and that inner critic can get really loud when, when we're in the state of funkiness. So... Being kind on yourself, accepting that people get to these stages and that's okay. It's okay to not feel okay 
all the time. And then having, this is my number one tip, is having a little jar, which I call the happiness habits jar, which is a either a real or a metaphorical jar, it's totally up to you, of all of the little things, the little reminders and little ideas that help get you back into a state of feeling good when you're not feeling so good. So I actually just keep mine as a little list on the notes section of my phone. I don't have a metaphorical jar, but I would recommend you making one. Um, a really great thing to do with your kids as well. I feel like it's like a great, um, a great teacher for them long-term to know that they've got all the resources themselves if they ever do get into a state of stuckness. You know, it's kind of like having a little toolkit of resources that you can lean on if you're feeling a bit stuck. Because one of the annoying things about when you are feeling stuck is often it's really hard to access all the great reminders, ideas and knowledge that seem so easy and so close and so easy to understand when you are feeling good. It's hard to access those ideas when you're feeling really crap. Because your mind kind of constricts, right? It gets flooded in all of the stress hormones. Um, your your memory bank and your actual memory part to your brain isn't isn't as I guess active and switched on. So it's a little bit harder for us to be able to access those answers. So that's why it's so great to both create and and have one of these happiness habits jars or lists on your phone of things that you know will always get you feeling good or at least get you from feeling super crappy to just a little bit bad. (laughs) And then when you're a little bit bad, you can get to a state of feeling a little bit better and then you're feeling okay. And bit by bit by bit, you can start to get yourself into a, a state of feeling amazing. That would be, that would be my, my aim for you or even to a state of happy as part of your happiness habits jar. So in my happiness habits jar, what do I have in there? So 100% meditation is always my go-to. The reason for this is that no matter what state you're in, meditation will bring you to, at the very minimum, a state of neutrality to a, you know, a state of zero, like you're just at that neutral calm balance. So if I'm feeling like a negative 10 or a negative eight or a negative five or even a negative 20, I can depend on meditation, maybe not bringing me to a positive five or a positive 10, but it will bring me to neutrality. And from neutrality, I can then go and maybe seek out one of the other resources in my happiness habits jar to get me feeling even better. So some of the other things that I love are really inspirational podcasts um, and happy and easy and nourishing and really at the moment for me, uh, breastfeeding and being like really deep in uh, motherhood with two, two little kitties and a six, you know, a six month old baby is I'm really, really drawn towards uh, female leaders and female podcasters and particularly podcasters that have like a really warm, nurturing, motherly sort of energy, 
right now, I think because of my hormones and my energy and all of that sort of thing, I am just almost, oh gosh, allergic to any of those real, um, like quite masculine podcasters that are all about results and optimization and efficiency and um, do, do, do and achieve, achieve, achieve and all of those sorts of things. I might just, my entire body just feels allergic to that. Uh, And that's, I guess, one of the beautiful things about being in this state of all the hormones and the maternal instincts and all of those things being at their absolute peak is I'm, I'm very, very receptive and in tune to what, what I want and what I need and what I don't want and what I don't need. So my body tells me in the strongest way as to what's going to be good for me and what's not going to be good for me. So, you know, having this happiness habits jar and knowing that you can pick out from that jar whatever works for you. So whether it's meditation, whether it's going and having a bath, whether it's going for a beach walk, whether it's doing yoga, whether it's listening to an inspirational podcast, whether it's doing some journaling, whether it's just going going and having a big old cry or doing some dancing with your toddler or your baby to the wiggles or having a wine with a girlfriend, you know, what? or even having some quotes, like some quotes that, you know, just always bring you back to you, like to a place of heart and warmth and centeredness and inspiration. And one of the other things that can be really helpful is anytime you receive a really nice message or a nice email or some nice feedback from a client about some awesome results that you've given them or the impact that you've made on their lives, screenshot it and save it in a little file on your photos under like happy words or something like that. So that if you're feeling a bit crappy and your self-esteem's dropped or whatever it is, you can go back to these words and you can remember that actually, no, the world is not so dark. It's not so dire. Like actually things are okay. So I guess the, the, the point of all of this is just having a toolkit, having resources that are sitting there ready to go. And in those moments that you do get a bit funky and out of alignment and out of sorts, you've got a place that you can go to and you don't need to do any thinking. You don't need to do anything at all apart from access that happiness habits jar and see which one, see which one calls out to you. You can also remind your partner, this is one I did to my my partner the other days, I said, if I'm ever in a funky mood, can you remind me of my happiness habits jar? And that's just my easy, quick cheat sheet to being able to come back into alignment. So that's from a, a personal, maybe like sort of human level. That's how you can come back into an alignment in yourself, like your your inner self. In terms of coming back into alignment with your business, you know, first you need to come back to alignment to yourself because all all good action and all inspired and aligned action is only going to come from when you're already feeling good and full within yourself. And once you're already feeling good and full within yourself, then I would recommend you reconnecting to your why reconnecting to your purpose, reconnecting to the problem that you're here to solve, reconnecting to your story, 
reconnecting to why did you even have the thought to start your business in the first place? Connect in with that client that you know that you're here to serve and here to help or connect back in to that previous version of yourself four, five, six, seven years ago, the one that was struggling with something, struggling with the problem that no doubt you're now here to help solve for your clients, right? Because once you reconnect to your why, I can promise you that this will be the thing that will bring you back. It'll get you back into that state of alignment. It'll give you, get you back into that, that state of serving and excitement and love and willingness to give. So they're my top two, my top two tips for getting back in alignment. Get yourself feeling full by using your happiness habits jar and then come back to your why, to your authentic purpose and your authentic self. All right, lucky last one. Lucky last one is, <laughs> how the hell do you prepare for a photo shoot? <laughs> and this was a really good one to be asked because I have just done a photo shoot with my amazing girlfriend, Sarah who has, oh, actually, I'll, I'll pop her handle in the podcast description notes, Capture and Copy, who just did a photo shoot with me over the weekend. And I actually reached out to my mastermind network and asked for any tips on what anyone else has done to prepare for a photo shoot. And I got some awesome tips. And the key one was, and this is one that I haven't done before previous photo shoots. And can I just first preface this by saying, that I hate photo shoots. Like I love them and I hate them. I hate being in front of a camera and I hate being the center of attention. I hate it when everyone's looking at me. Uh, it's just one of those things that I don't, don't feel super comfortable with, but you know, I'm working on for myself anyway. So when I'm staring down a camera and all eyes are on me and it's all about me, I totally totally feel tense and anxious. So this is why I want to share these tips with you because I feel like they can be really, really helpful. So if you, if you feel similarly, like you hate, hate being the one behind a camera or sorry, you hate being in front of a camera, then I totally hear you. And I feel like these tips will help so much for you because typically I don't like it. And I feel like this photo shoot I actually really enjoyed and I really liked and I'm getting so much better at them. And the top, the first tip is to meditate beforehand. So get yourself feeling super calm, finding a meditation that just makes you feel really like oozy and happy and calm and chilled. And then the next one that I would say is put on your favorite like happy, happy-go-lucky dance track and do some dancing. Like even if, if you've got toddlers around, put on the wiggles and do some like stupid, silly dancing with your kids because often if we're feeling a bit tense, we can kind of like feel that energy in our bodies 
and like we will sort of like have that tightness around our neck or around our arms or whatever. So I was actually <laughs> in the middle of the photo shoot. I was just doing a few like little jiggles and wriggles and kind of throwing it, throwing myself around just to keep it really light and fun and easy and helping myself laugh authentically rather than <laughs> rather than forcing a laugh, which um, is, you know, can make you laugh in the first place. But that is, they're probably my top two tips is meditate beforehand and then get yourself just laughing and dancing around. So find your favorite track and just like shake out all that energy. Like Taylor Swift would say, just bloody shake it out. And in terms of the preparation for the shoot, I would say things to think about. If you could sum up your brand and your core self and the brand that you want to convey in two colors, what would you choose? What is the vibe and the energy and the atmosphere that you want to create through these pictures? Like what, what is the feeling that you want to convey through the pictures? You know, is it um, deep inner reflection? Is it motivation? Is it inspiration? Is it happiness and joy? You know, what are those feelings that you want to be able to convey to, your, to those people that are looking at the photos? Um, what is the purpose of this shoot? You know, like what are you actually wanting to do with these pictures? Is it for a very specific launch? Is it for your website? Is it just for Instagram? Is it for um, a more professional platform like LinkedIn? You know, thinking about that purpose because you can give all of these tips to your photographer. And who is your ideal client? So or who's the ideal client for this particular shoot? Because essentially, I mean, this should happen hopefully quite automatically is you should be, uh, I guess, presenting a part of your brand that you know is going to connect with that ideal client. So the clothes that you wear, the um, maybe the, the poses that you strike or the, the color of the background or the tone that they use um, in the pictures in terms of the lighting. What's going to speak to your ideal client? You know, is it a young, hip, fun audience? Is a little bit more of a, um, an older audience or a, maybe a more motherly focused audience? Because all of these sort of uh, different types of ideal clients will probably slightly shift how you bring yourself to that particular shoot. And thinking about what sort of what sort of clothes you feel most yourself in, because this is something that is really really important to me is me bringing my true authentic self to a photo shoot and picking clothes that make me feel most like me and that make me feel. Um, the most happy and the most at ease. And in terms of the colors question, you know, thinking about what are the two colors that you feel like represent you and your brand? So say, for example, with me, uh, mine are a kind of like a, a rusty orange, a rusty ready orange, as well as a sunshine yellow. And they have just been my two favorite colors ever since I was a child because I grew up in little old Wickham up north, a, a tiny little mining town of less than 2,000 people. And I spent most of my childhood in the red dirt with uh, bare feet, uh, climbing up and down hills and getting scratched by spin effects and throwing stink bombs at my friends. 
and passes by sometimes. And so that like that red dirt, like rusty sort of color is just like, it's almost integrated into my, into my soul. And then the, the yellow for the sun is I'm just addicted to the sun. I feel most happy when I am in the sun or I can see the sun in some way or form. And yellow has just been my favorite color in the whole wide world ever since I was a child. So they're two colors that I wouldn't be able to even stop them. They are just part of my brand. They are part of who I am. So you might, you might find that you've got a couple of colors that come up for you as I've been talking. And I would think about how you can bring these two colors into the photo shoot in little ways and forms, whether it's a piece of lipstick that um, that is you know very similar to the colors that you want or a cushion or a rug or a jumper or a necklace um, or even some flowers that you could have in the background that could start to just tie in these colors to your brand so that then when it's on your Instagram shoot it's all of these different colors coming together and looking really seamless and aligned and integrated. I hope that was really helpful. Oh my gosh, I'm just loving getting to answer these questions. And I just want to say if anyone has any other questions that are coming up for you as I'm as I'm answering these for you, please just shoot me a DM. My link to my Instagram, if you don't already have it, is in the description notes below. Uh, otherwise, I am Emma underscore Lou underscore Campbell. Um, on Instagram, uh, where does the Lou come from? You might ask. That is what my dad calls me, uh, Emma Lou. So, and I'm now married, so I'm Emma Lou Campbell. So, if you're looking for me, that is me. Um, send me a DM. I love to hear what what is challenging you. You know, what are you what are you wanting to find out? And if you're wanting to connect deeper or even dive deeper on any of these questions, if you've got any further, further, I don't know, challenges or mindset blockers around any of them, just book in a call with me. And I would so love to chat. I would love to hear what your business idea is or what you're thinking. And I would also love to talk about how you could expand your impact, expand your income and expand your inner self so that these th- these three things are aligned and essentially just making you have a bloody good time in your business. And that's what we all want, right? So in terms of where, where you're at, you might be at a stage of thinking about starting a business you might have a great business idea and you're not sure how to take the first step or you might be ready to start making 5k months whatever that next step is for you this is a perfect stage just to book in a call have a little chat we'll see where you're at I can give you some tips and tricks to get started and I would love to hear from you Until then, have a bloody incredible day and I look forward to recording the next podcast for you. Lots of love.